0: Hello and welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, and discuss every horror movie on Netflix. Back again, it's me, Chris and i'm here again with patrick
1: greetings
0: and steven Sup, and i i'm feeling great right now i was not feeling great before i came over here i'm i I am the dead has come have the dead has come back to life
1: you got some coffee
0: i got some coffee patrick made me some french press some french roast
1: you're welcome.
0: I don't know anything about coffee. I just started drinking coffee. Dude, I don't know shit about today, coffee. I, this is your
1: first time drinking
0: coffee. No, but like this is today is the first day I've like drinking coffee twice just because I felt like drinking coffee.
1: Yeah, I was shocked when you texted me and said, put on a pot of Joe. I was like, Wow, Chris is was sure drinking too. coffee twice
2: today. <laughs> this is he's more of a, a puppy monkey baby sort of guy. Yeah, a puppy monkey baby for sure. Yeah. I had
1: to text someone for technical support on how to use the French press at my house because it's not my French press.
0: And, and and what did she say? How'd she tell you to make the Joe?
1: Why didn't you assume it was a she?
0: How did he tell you how to make the joke?
1: <laughs> uh, she said, put a couple of tablespoons of coffee grounds in the bottom of the thing, pour some boiling water and, and, and in, and let push, it sit for a few minutes. Push oh, hold Joe 3-3. Three, three. You know Zero. I drink coffee.
2: <laughs> I was right here the whole time. Yes. You didn't ask me?
1: No, no, this was before you got here. Oh, okay. Although I did end up consulting you on, what did I consult you on? And how much water to put in? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And Stephen told me how much water to put in. it. He was like, "How much do you put in there?" I was like, "A couple tablespoons." He was like, "Put in some more." Chris can't handle that much caffeine. Mm, I
0: didn't I was nervous. Drank two that. cups this morning, and I felt like I just like smoked
2: a bag of meth. Is is there mm. any is there any coffee left? Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. What?
2: Well, maybe at the break. Let's I'll uh. Let's, have let's, have let's a cup of actually.
0: Joe. Let's let I need to get topped off. Can I warm you uh, up, hon? Huh? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go get, top myself off. We'll be right back. all right yeah coffee's fantastic thank you
1: oh you you are so welcome would it be characterized as damn fine coffee
0: it's it is damn fine coffee Good. um yeah I, I did hard time today that's why i'm so tired i was working oh, the county fair you do? i was they're gonna say county jail i was working <laughs> a, a political party tent at the county fair i'm not gonna say which one but you can take a guess and uh you think you see? yeah
1: bro maga.
0: you think you think you see some monsters on netflix let me tell you see some <laughs> monsters at the county fair imagine gerald in, in the
2: fun house be nice
0: imagine gerald a monstrosity of a man lumbering and he's wearing a dale earnhardt jr t-shirt oof and a maga hat
1: oof That's wait were there see. actually people with maga hats oh yeah what holy oh, yeah. shit
2: it's a county fair Ain't I've the, never ain't. seen one in the wild. It's not the fucking
0: Ann Arbor Maker Fair, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not Dipsy, bro. It's not Dipsy. <laughs> these, anyway, these uh, references are all highly relevant to our national and international audience.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of well, an international audience, right? Yeah, we
1: should probably dig into. You know, we asked you guys last uh, episode c- because you know we discussed the perfection. It was a contentious discussion. Obviously, there are a lot of different opinions on that movie, even just in our little circle. And so we said, hey, what do you all think? And um, Huge response. And you guys chimed in. Thank you so much. So we want to read a couple of responses um, on on the show here. And and the responses themselves were all over the place, too. Different opinions on the movie. So I'm going to read uh, three here very quickly. Um, The first one, I'm going to start with the first one because she agrees with me. Okay. Listener Susan says, I agree with Patrick about all the assumptions Chris and Stephen are making. The lesbian relationship, I didn't see it at all like you two. When the fir- when the movie first started, I thought Charlotte was jealous, and I saw it as a seduction to get the other girl because the other girl seemed really attracted to Charlotte from the start. So Charlotte seduces her in order to ruin her career by getting her on the bus, drugging her, and getting her to cut off her hand. The first rewind reveal was not a surprise at all and made the second reveal so shocking and elating. That's my view of female perspective. I love the two having the romantic relationship as women empowered by love, especially Charlotte's love. There's one take.
0: We, uh, yeah, we had some takes from people who did not like the movie, but not necessarily for the same reasons.
1: Yeah. So we called out listener. Margie says, since you asked for women to chime in here to say, I agree with Chris and Steven as a woman and a survivor. I felt this movie crassly used child sexual abuse without dealing with its fallout in any sort of nuanced or sensitive way also there is totally a stereotype of lesbians being abused by men as children which leads to thinking that they can be fixed by the right man which is not to say you can't have a lesbian relationship in a movie that also deals with child molestation but yeah this movie did not mind its p's and q's i love rape revenge movies i wish mfa was on netflix do you guys know what MFA? i've is? heard of it i haven't seen yeah, it. master so. of fine arts i'm,
2: <laughs> I'm curious wait about can, it. I, can i get my mfa on netflix <laughs> we're We're, we're working on it I guess we're getting there you know what I love that comment because it made me realize that like yeah that is totally a trope in movies that like abuse leads to sort of quote unquote like wayward sexual preferences
1: yeah which we did talk about last episode so I mean Margie says that and she says uh, this one just made me feel like it was using real trauma for cheap thrills anyway love you guys and thanks for this labor of love you all provide for us horror fans thank you so much Margie
0: thank you Margie
1: and, and lastly, uh, listener Carrie <laughs> went scorched earth on this movie. She says, I watched this and was into it and then just lost it. What the hell did I watch? Screw it with prejudice. To me, it was a flick trying to be end film with artsy themes and per- and provocative subject matter, but zero substance to back it up. And I say, you know what? Thank you, Carrie, even though she disagreed with my take on the movie, because she reference not one but two of our memes she screwed it with prejudice and she also referred to it being end film film. so you know we're we're spreading memes out in the world we're we're spreading our disease this is scary i think it might be time to shut this down
0: with that i am determined to never think about the perfection again
1: (laughs) you know it's not hard for me
0: it didn't really like It's been a rough couple of weeks. Patrick and I feuded over this movie. We did. After the show, so viciously, I almost murdered him in real life. He probably almost (laughs) murdered
1: me. I mean, so here's my final thought on the perfection is I I still liked it, but all the discussion that we've had about and all the discussion I saw on Facebook as well has definitely lent me some new perspective on it, and I've I've reconsidered my position on the movie. I'm not going to get into that today, but I will say that I I value everyone's opinion, and it's made me think about the movie in a new way.
0: Cool. Well, what we are going to get into today is a little Turkish horror film. We're going to Turkey today. Let's talk Turkey. (laughs) Oh. uh, This week's film is Dabe. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Again, this is another movie where we're just complete cultural... Ignoramuses.
1: Yeah. Ignorami. Ignorami.
0: Yeah. Just just treading on other cultures that we do not understand and did not take the time to learn anything about. Um,
1: I took a little time. I looked up Dabe on Wikipedia <laughs> that to was, understand yeah. <laughs> what that was outside of the context of the movie. Yeah. What a
2: Herculean effort you made to I understand did. the
1: context of this film. It Patrick. was it was tough. Wow. My index fingers and thumbs are still sore from the typing that was required.
2: We're talking about
0: A two-hour, 15-minute, I believe.
1: Yeah, something like that. Found footage. Epic.
0: Possession film. It's actually the third in a series, the Dabe franchise. Parts three, five, and six are on Netflix. Dabe the Possession, which we watched for this week, is the third. And yeah, this is a movie where... I was watching it with, you know, iPad in one hand, searching up things like, you know, religious demographics of Turkey, and then reading the subtitle. I got one eye on the iPad, one eye on the
1: screen watching the subtitles. Chris, you're supposed to focus on the movie.
0: I know. I know. Well, I was pausing it a little bit, but um, just just trying to, to to understand this movie some more. And you know what? This is a movie that I should love. I should fucking love this movie.
1: Mm, why?
0: Because it's got all the things I like. We've got like a 1920 London-esque badass exorcist coming in mm-hmm. to solve an exorcism. We have some strange uh, rituals which may be, may be more familiar to a Turkish audience than they are to me. Um, but, you know, it's always, it's always fun to see a character like Jay i mm. oh, <laughs> love it
1: always love hearing that
0: approaching an exorcism and 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 set, you know i like all the little ritual that's involved in exorcism especially when it's like uh odd ritual i haven't seen before
1: well yeah it's interesting to see a different culture's take on an, on the exorcism trope mm-hmm. but and, there's a but in your your statement
0: and we have and we have um can't think straight too much coffee we have a little bit of X Files going on. We have a skeptic and a believer. Oh yeah, and you know, one is approaching something with a scientific viewpoint. Someone is uh, approaching it from the mystical. And there's a little viewpoint.
1: bit of a little bit of sexual tension between them too.
0: We've got twists. We've got twists out the ass. We've got love you know, I love a twist. I love a good you twist. You sound like Joe Bob right now. Yeah, <laughs> we, got twist foo, we got twist-foo, we got ass-foo. And and we got, you know, a, a character who is like, oh yeah, by the way I'm married to a jinn. Um, Just great stuff. You know, great stuff. Lots to like in this movie. Um, The format though, I thought, was obnoxious.
1: Okay, I was waiting for that butt. So let's set it up real quick. So we start with this prologue that's Sets up this Kibladir village, which I assume was important in the previous two movies.
0: Maybe Perhaps. not. I don't, don't know.
1: know. We don't know. Um, something happened at Kibladir village, and now we've got this exorcist, Farouk.
0: Am I remembering um, that yeah. right?
1: Farouk? Farouk Huja. Farouk, Farouk Huja Far- Far- F- is his name. Yeah,
0: and, and Farouk is his name, and Hoja?
1: Huja is how they pronounce it in the movie. Farouk Huja is how they pronounce it. Yeah, kept saying yeah. His
0: name. and, and Huja is a uh, title. That refers yes. to a teacher or a oh. or a learned man.
1: That was the sense I got. Yes, anyway.
0: it's, yeah. it's so so it's you know they're like saying like Professor so and so or Father so and so. Well, Calm Farouk, and 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 his his area of expertise is he went to the same school Jay did. He went.
1: <laughs>
0: he his area of expertise is is doing chants and banishing evil spirits.
1: We start by seeing him perform an exorcism on some random woman Mm -hmm. this scene is not promising i was not when i watched this first exorcism scene i was like "Ooh, we're in for two hours and 15 minutes of this i liked it did you
2: i so i like the weird so it's found footage right but we have these sort of like very disorienting like in-camera effects yeah not in-camera effects but like they're meant to seem as such in
0: yeah well, it's, it's meant to it, there are moments where it seems like the paranormal entity is it's manipulating like affecting
1: the
2: videotape yeah. or something there's a yeah, lot, lot of a shaky
1: file. shaky video it's
2: like I hate to use the term lynchian but it felt like that It reminded me of like a couple of like shots from blue velvet that really stuck with me or inland empire mm. and I, I like that because it made it feel like okay it's found footage but like I still feel like I'm like there's energy coming from this possession like through the video mm-hmm. It's affecting me somehow. Mm.
1: I thought that was cool. To me, the main thing that bothered me about that first exorcism sequence was the audio. The audio was all ADR and there was no additional foley. Like it just it sounded really unnatural and felt really unnatural to me, especially for I like that too. Well, but for found footage, you want it to sound like it's the natural audio of the room and it didn't sound natural at all. It didn't feel real to me. Huh. That was why that first exorcism scene bothered me.
2: But being in that room probably didn't feel natural either. It probably felt like all the energy was sucked out of it and this focused on this possessed person. I'm not saying like I loved it, but I thought I was kind of like jarred by it and found it really interesting. It was a very interesting creative choice that compelled me to go further into a movie that exists in the genre that I do not.
1: Like, at all? Found footage. No yeah. possession. Oh, possession. Well, well, both actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: well,
0: well, it's well, a twofer. We'll get into all that, but just just accept the premise. Yeah. After after this prologue, which establishes two things: one that there was some city that got like overrun by demons, or like there was weird shit going on, and then this this apparent exorcism. Um. The the movie for the most part is from the point of view of the cameras of this university doctor who hey, believes. But, uh, what? Ebru. Yes. And she is a skeptic, and she is actually trying to debunk this man, Farouk, who claims to be She's the an scully. Exorcist, basically, she's the scully, yeah. and he's uh, kind of the molder, except he's actually the man who's performing the, the miracles and stuff. And so she says, okay, well, to test you, I'm going to pick your next client. I'm going to pick, I'm going to send you to a girl who's related to me, like my cousin, or her niece, I believe.
1: Is it? I was confused about the relationship yes. between them because at some point she's just described as Abedra's friend.
0: Oh. I heard that too, yeah. Okay, well, actually, to be fair, all of the relationships were a little fuzzy to me. I thought that there was... No, there, you're right.
1: Oh, I fuck. think it's just her friend. It, it's It's particularly confusing because in the movie, at least in the subtitles, people frequent... Women frequently greet each other with the term sister, except they're not sisters. It's just a term of like... Friendship. It's and a cultural I think, that thing, must I be think some it is translation. her friend. I think that must be some translation of a Turkish term.
0: Well, we get some more... It does not
1: mean, obviously, like, a fraternal, like, blood relative sister.
0: Yeah, we get some more information about her relationship later on in the movie. I'm trying to think if that's relevant, but it doesn't matter. Basically, there's a girl. She's possessed. Ebru's gonna take uh, Farouk to this, this house and say, Okay, well, if you cure her, then we'll know you're for real. Otherwise, we're taking her to a real hospital. Mm-hmm. And from there on, you basically have a pretty straight-laced possession movie, which, Steve, you're not a fan of, the possession genre.
2: Not generally. It's come up on the show before. There's nothing... I mean, I think the example I brought up, probably when we watched Ava's Possessions... One of my favorites. I, a film I did enjoy, which is rare for me with this sort of genre. It's, like, it's not scary for me to see someone turn into something... Sort of unholy. I think a lot of the problem is like with this for me is that, like, even in The Exorcist, like, I didn't feel like I had like a connection enough with Reagan in the film up until she got possessed to be like truly disturbed when she did become possessed. Right. I need like a whole movie about that character. And then, you know, the next hour and a half is them behaving in a way that is contradictory to everything I've seen before.
0: You need Event Horizon. <laughs> and <laughs> Sam Neill turns around at the end. He's like, where we're going, you don't need eyes to see.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what yeah. you need.
2: That's Well, that's actually what I need um, tonight, regardless of possession films.
1: This Wait, film, you mean you need to see Event Horizon? Yeah, right? that's what I meant, yeah. We're doing it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sam Neill I've never seen it actually <gasps> I've only seen like I only saw it recently Spoilers I guess <laughs> I walked in for the end of it When you were oh, watching it's great film Yeah there's oh, nothing that's right you did These films Chris are Chris says view uh, it. To me they're mostly just annoying It's a lot of histrionics And screaming and crying And sort of like Anti-religious You know Exclamations That mean nothing to me Because I'm You know An atheist huh. it's just, You're what? <laughs> 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 thought well, you were a Buddhist
1: <laughs> I, I understand I mean You can be both I understand what we'll you're talk saying. About it. I identify with that and I'm trying to think about this sort of critically now cuz I don't know how much I like possession films. I, I, I it was actually a question in my mind. I, as you were talking about it, I was like, "Wait, do I actually like these kind of movies?" And I, I I think I do. I think it still hits me on some sort of primal level to see someone who is, you know, perhaps innocent and pure or or at most just like a normal human being all of a sudden turned into like some Perverted, like screaming, like devil voiced creature. There's something weird about that that does unsettle me. It's not, it's far from the scariest thing to me, but I do, I respond to it.
0: I, I feel like Steven's got a good point where possession movies don't commit well enough to getting to know the character before the possession. Oh yeah. Which I mean, cause which makes sense. Cause I mean, usually the story starts when they start getting possessed, right?
2: We meet this character when she's possessed. Right. I mean, and the other thing is like, it's hard to sort of, okay. So, personally, it's, like, one of the scariest things I could imagine happening to me, being possessed by a demon. However, I wouldn't know I was possessed by a demon. Only my family members would know. You might. I might, maybe somewhere deep down, like, I'm conscious, just, like, screaming. You're in the sunken place. I'm in the the sunken (laughs) place and trying to get the demon out of me. But we never... its Like, it's such a hard thing to convey in a film like it doesn't lend itself well to the visual medium aside from just sort of puking and like bleeding profusely and screaming and doing spider crawls and stuff yeah. all of which are it's not really particularly scary to t- all of which are just a
1: typical day in my house
2: huh. yeah <laughs> the typical
0: signs of possession like spider walking etc are kind of overdone is that from the, yes. the latest
2: dsm <laughs> <laughs> uh, <hold on. laughs> what walk. Sp- spider walking spider um, <laughs> walking the,
0: the diagnostic. oh yeah. i don't remember what it's called um anyway I, I think it's overdone and i think you could have a scarier possession movie if this possession was more subtle and you just see the f- switch flip in a performance
1: or even yeah. just innovate some new way of showing that other than, you know, the spider walking and the head turning around and Mm -hmm. and whatever the fuck, you know, like hanging all your hair like over your head and then Um, suddenly flipping your head back. You know, we've seen that a million times Mm -hmm. and there has to be a new way to sort of pervert the human form and Mm -hmm. show this possession of a human body.
0: Because there's movies and I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there's lots of movies like crime movies, thrillers and stuff where there's a someone, and it's like, oh, you're the serial killer, and now mm-hmm. you're in serial killer mode. And it's just uh, something they say, and you get goosebumps.
1: I just wanted to make a heavy rain joke, but I won't because spoilers.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, well, that's a different. I phase, think the embargo has been lifted on that. No, no, like, no, no. People no, have to no. go
1: into heavy rain spoiler yeah. free yeah. so that they can be fully disappointed.
2: Yeah, if you're
0: listening to this and you love us, go out right now. Buy buy Heavy Rain.
1: (laughs) Buy Heavy Rain. A PS3 and buy Heavy Rain for like $5 or whatever it costs. Actually, the game itself... Go to gamespot.com,
2: click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, (laughs) type in Amon for 20% off.
1: The game itself probably costs more than a PS3 at this point. Maybe. What? Someone just told me they bought a PS3 for $5.
0: It is, uh, you know, economy's rough sometimes.
1: All right, but before we even get to the possessed girl, let me... Just say that I loved the performances of the actors who played Farouk and ibru throughout this film. Yes. I loved the relationship between them, I even early on. They have this flirty kind of chemistry that does remind me of Mulder and Scully. Like they just have that. Like we're not gonna fuck, but we're you know there's kind of this mutual appreciation, even though we have this extreme philosophical difference and we butt heads all the time. It's just it's good. It was a good relationship. Yeah. It drew me in. I was like, okay. I'm invested in this. I would. I, I would watch these two just hang out for a while. I thought they were pretty I'd watch
2: him s- fuck too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought there were strong performances kind of throughout. Um, I like the possessed
1: girl a lot. I uh, yeah, actually, most of the actors in this movie are yeah. quite strong. It's
2: especially crucial in a found footage movie where you don't have any of the sort of usual like dressing of a, a Hollywood or you know Turkish equivalent of a Hollywood production to you know. Kind of cut back and forth between cameras, but there is some of that in this movie. there is some of that which is I unusual. have questions about yeah. um, you, you
0: don't usually see that in a, in a found footage movie but but
2: but the performances in a film like this are especially crucial because like we're meant to see something that really happened um, or that appears to really be happening and we have to believe every step of the way in every single frame that this is natural that this is happening organically. And I think, yeah, everyone does a really fine job of, of selling this concept. Yeah. Through the it did film.
0: feel like a real experience all, until we got to some of the over-the-top over, to, over the top spooky effects, which were seemed very kind of cheesy at times. Yeah. Um,
1: Too often movies in this genre think that they're going to skate by on whatever they think their scares are. They're doing found footage because they think it's cheap. They hire shitty actors because they're cheap. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get them with, you know, whatever the fucking jump scare is. But this movie actually did cast good actors.
0: And it actually and, made and built some
1: characters. Yeah, it
0: made an investment in the story and in the characters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the fact that you have this kind of Mulder and Scully ask dueling worldview mm-hmm. going on throughout the whole movie Automatically makes this movie more interesting than 75% of the movies on Netflix. The mm-hmm. fact that they added character based drama throughout yeah. the as a backbone of the entire movie.
1: Let me ask you guys did you guys ever doubt Farouk? Was there ever a question in your mind where you were like, oh, maybe Farouk is full of shit? Maybe no. he's going to turn out to be a total snake oil. Salesman.
0: I know. I, I was pretty certain that he was involved in paranormal activity. I thought maybe we would get a 1920 esque twist.
1: I was wondering about that, too, <laughs> if maybe Farouk was... Or actually, I guess this is spoilers, since we're saying Farouk is not the villain, but he's, uh, he's not a villain. Minor, yeah, you know, minor he's, spoilers. It turns out, yeah, he's for real, he's a good guy, he's he's a real exorcist, he knows what's up. You
2: no, know, he seemed genuine from the get-go, and I never had any sign otherwise. I, I felt like the, the main sort of... The, the crux of the drama was between him and uh, Ebra? Yeah, Ebru. Right? Ebru, Ebru. Like, I... Like, for me, the, the drama seemed to stem from that very just sort of crucial, like, sort of science versus faith argument. Yeah. But I never for once doubted that he wasn't clear in his mind about what he believes in yeah. and what he's doing.
1: I definitely, I had i had doubts from time to time. I was like, eh, is there going to be a twist with this? I, I was mostly invested in Farouk and believed him, but I did
0: have I, a few doubts. I didn't doubt the character, but I just, I imagine that coming just based on my experience watching these kinds of movies. Um, Something else I liked about this movie is, and I probably would have appreciated it more if I were more familiar with, you know, Turkey um, or Islam or anything like that Mm -hmm. is the way they kind of try to solve this problem. This is very much a movie about two people trying to solve a problem how do we get this girl to not be possessed? Right. It al- it's like, almost like Apollo 13 or something. Where it's like, well, here's what we got. Here's what we discovered. <laughs> Let's...
1: And, and, and Ebru, in in typical Scully fashion, is convinced that she's just like having some sort of schizophrenic breakdown. like yeah. To an absurdly late point in the movie. Yeah,
0: she needs to go to the hospital. She needs electroshock therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be the end of it. And this guy's no like, no, look at this thing that has blood on it. This goes back to this ancient manuscript. Yeah. I am gonna. I need to do some chants for a minute. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, when we get to the house, uh, the Possessed Girl's house, we meet some other characters. We meet Fatma, who does not want Farouk to be there. No. He's very pissed off that there are cameras and yeah. that any of this is going on. She's a huge asshole. She doesn't want him to be there. Well, and she, then a, she's very protective, right? Like, yeah, a, 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 but ex- she comes off...
0: Weirdly. She comes back irrationally yeah. upset
1: Angry. about this. Yeah. yeah, just like like bug-eyed. She's a den like mother. She's a Wolverine, pointing a finger. Yeah. Like she she seems a little crazy when she comes out. And then there's also the mom. I forget her name. She seems she seems okay.
0: There's also before they get to the house. There's this kind of sequence of events that reminds me of something like maybe uh like D- dracula or something like that where they get lost in the countryside oh yeah and and they see the oh my god they just kind of experience a
2: montage of like uncanny things as it's very folk horror. yeah and there's a moment where like like isn't there like a i saw so i watched this movie in two chunks and the first was very early this week, so my memory isn't totally clear. But don't they come across like a shepherd, and then like yes. seconds later, they're driving like like yes. a quarter mile when he's like on the like yes. off in a field, yes. walking with a woman, yes, yeah, very creepy stuff that never pays off in any meaningful way. Oh no, it does. Oh, it does. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, we go back to the shepherd. Oh, um, and yeah, we understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The uh the light the test showed oh, was... that that was a lie, Stephen.
2: <laughs> our polygraph, thought... our I... polygraph determined that was a lie. I found it interesting that you did the little like thing after you said Is
1: that what a polygraph does?
2: I I'm a tethered Oh. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they get to the house, they sit down with the family, they talk blah blah blah. And then, all of a sudden, he finds the possessed girl, whose name I forget, by means unknown. She's just, like, standing in a building outside after she's been missing for, like, a while.
0: She has not been missing, I don't think. I think she's been there, but she's been, like, sick or something. I don't know. I think
1: before we... Just hanging around being weird?
0: Yeah, it's. I don't think that part's really important.
1: But he, like, runs outside. He's like, there's somebody here. And then he like somehow finds her in one of the many cuts in this movie that are just like, how did we get from here to here? He's all of a sudden up in the upper floor of this brick building where she's standing in like a white nightdress and just acting weird. And then Ebru's like, oh, my God, I can't. Yeah, it's so good to see you. You look so beautiful, blah, blah, blah.
2: Well, that's a natural problem that normally occurs in these found footage type movies is that like often the editing like sort of is sort of jarring this film it was around that point that it just kind of lost me for a while i didn't really yeah, understand like I, was, I lost i lost any sense of investment i felt like it was just very sort of chaotic and random
1: the editing in this was uniquely jarring to me even for a found footage movie there's a there's a lot of stuff where it's just like and and i'm not i'm not the most technically inclined movie watcher i'm more inclined towards the story and the narrative and the characters right. um but this, I just kept noticing. That was a weird edit. How did we get from here to here? It was. It just really called attention to itself, even for me as someone who doesn't watch that stuff it's, as closely or isn't as attuned to that stuff.
0: I don't think I'm. I mean, I'm attuned to the technical elements of the movie. I don't think that gave me any special insight into this movie. I just thought that it was um, put together obnoxiously and, you know, this uh, this is the only found footage movie I've ever seen that actually made me, like, want Dramamine. Um, they really do not hold back with shaking and swiveling it's the camera. It's fucking
2: intense! There's yeah. so many added effects to it as well. The camera's not just shaking, mm-hmm. but there are all these digital effects to make things look like they're sort of trembling and rumbling and there's, like, shadow play and stuff it's wild and And it did make me feel kind of
0: the wild part is that our protagonist shows up and has several cameras and insists on setting them up in every corner of the room that they are in so we get at times something that's almost like a conventionally shot film it's just "quote unquote" found footage because you have a wide shot, you have a you know a close yeah. up, yeah, and they cut between them like you I would in issue a with that. conventional film. Well, it made me wish that they had just tried to shoot it like a conventional film. Yes. And again, this goes back to the whole found footage thing, where it's like the expectations for found footage are low enough where it's acceptable to have a movie that looks like this as long as it's found footage. I say, if it's acceptable to have a movie that looks like this that's found footage, it's acceptable to have a movie that looks like this that's traditionally shot. I agree. You know, I would rather just watch the same budget and them just shooting it as best they can.
2: I, so I'm going to have to wait for the spoiler room, but I did have a problem with the multiple camera angle thing. Like, just like a, just like a, as a film goer watching this movie, didn't really make sense to me how that was possible, given the, the sort of, like, frame story that yeah. this movie fits within. Well, it's
1: almost painstaking how they show her setting up cameras. Oh, yeah. At, at, they at draw multiple attention points to it. just yeah. to be like, hey, you know what? There is a camera here. Fuck you, asshole. We do have multiple camera angles on this, and there's a, a, a narrative, like, in-story reason for these angles. Yeah. But it still doesn't always
2: make sense. I mean, sense. some of it is like, she's, like, trying to catch... She's, like, trying to figure out the magician's tricks, right? Yeah. So, like, that makes sense. But as far as how it all fits together in a narrative sense like logic goes out the window there it makes no sense another a,
1: a, another thing that bugged me as far as all that is concerned is there's a, i think it might just be a single shot inside the car um where they superimpose the little like rec recording rec icon yeah icon with a yeah. little red dot i don't think you see that in any other shot in the movie and it's like this is not Natural. You only see that when you're looking through a camera. It's never in the finished video of anything. Like, why? Is they just that want in you to know shot? that
0: it's a diegetic camera
2: angle. As if it wasn't apparent like, otherwise, because we've been watching a fucking yeah, found footage. That's the movie thing. This it's like they're time. so
0: afraid. They want so badly to shoot this conventionally, but they want the leeway to for it to look like shit, so they have to remind you every five That's seconds. That particular shot? Yeah, they have to remind you every I five seconds. I never thought of it.
2: Like, I remember that shot, but now that I think back on it, I think I was just so, like, zoned out at that point. It's in the car. I didn't have the yeah. energy to be yeah. outraged. Every time yeah, you're I know, in the car, actually. Oh, every time. yeah. Yeah, I, I think Real? so. It comes back multiple times.
0: Which, I implies, don't think so. which
2: implies which implies another camera looking through the viewfinder of the camera she's using the entire time. There's
0: man.
1: layers to this baby. Just, there, there might be a gin involved. This is, the, <laughs> this is the
0: this is the real thirteen
1: cameras. And have we even talked about gin? She's per- oh she's, oh fuck yeah. She's possessed fuck. by a gin. This whole
0: movie is about gin and not the kind that we're drinking.
1: <laughs> oh, that Patrick's
2: drinking. Yeah, D J I N N. The gin, baby. Toby Hooper's final film gin Is it? I've never seen it, but
0: this is one of those things and also I'm gonna bring the evil eye into this. Because when they get to the when they get to the house, our man Farouk is like much like Abraham Van Helsing does with the garlic in Bram Stoker's Dracula, Mm -hmm. he says, Well, I'll tell you what your problem is you got too many fucking
2: evil eyes. There's so many evil eyes. And you know what? When I saw them, I didn't realize I've seen those like in my life recently and didn't know what they okay. were. Okay, well, and it kind of freaked me out.
0: They have these medallions, I, I think, to, them to, to, as protection from the evil eye, uh, hanging around the house. And he's like, right, all right, "These are
2: the glass blown yeah. things, uh, blue and we're, white and black." We're gonna get
0: rid yeah. of those. He takes them all off the walls, throws them on
2: a bed. And the, the possessed
0: girl has one on
2: her, and she, yeah. surre- she somehow has the wherewithal to surrender her evil eye, which baffled me. <laughs> well, she is. She goes in and out
0: of lucidity.
2: Yeah, the movie, but um. The Evil Eye, I am
0: aware of because I had a book called The Very Scary Almanac, until, Ooh. yeah, which is where I get 90% of my, me. like, that's where I got, like, the backbone, like, everything that I accept as true about, like, the Men in Black comes from that book and you know poltergeists come from that book um i loaned the book to a kid in third grade and then he lost it and he never gave it back so i went about 20 years without the book until just recently a few years ago i bought another copy of it oh online. i thought you were gonna
1: say he came back into your life oh, and returned it to you i was
0: just i just was walking through the cemetery and i found
1: one yeah. halfway in the earth <laughs> no he's gonna come back as a poltergeist and return it to you but
0: I had a little uh, snippet about the evil eye and and how to ward you Ward off the evil eye, I and mean, you, you do it by putting your thumb through your through your index and between your index and middle like fingers. This? Yeah, like that. This okay. is the per- but you have to do should- it immediately when you catch the evil eye.
2: Oh, I got it. Um, okay, yeah. We should probably post a photo of that on Instagram yeah. just in case our listeners might need it. Yeah, mm, yeah. good idea.
0: But um, as a kid, you know, reading this, I was convinced that like the evil eye is like something to watch out for, and really, it doesn't really have a foothold in. American culture, if not Western culture, like you never hear about the evil eye, but then they mention it in this movie. And so I looked it up and yeah, the evil eye is fucking huge overseas. And especially like, you know, in the Middle East and Africa.
1: So in my upbringing, the evil eye was just like the look you give someone when it's just like shooting someone a dirty look. It's my like parents were always like, yes,
0: it's actually, a she's curse. giving you
1: the evil eye. St- Steven's giving me the evil eye right now
2: right
0: but the evil the actual evil eye will will curse you and so i bring this up because gin are much the same way they don't really have a foothold in our culture but gin are like holy shit like if you if you grew up in asia you thought about gin as much as we think about ghosts or anything else or vodka yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) As much as you think about vodka.
1: It's like an evil genie. It's yeah. like Jafar at the end of a lab. Do we have like. No, like well, a that's a different equivalent thing. to
0: the djinn. There's a djinn that's a. There's a gin that is just a genie. And then there's djinn with a D, which I think are more akin to demons. Hmm. Mm. Yeah.
1: Anyways, that's what's got a fucking hold of. What's her name? The
0: possess- I just looked it up. Her name's Kubra. But yes, Kubra is. Ridden with a
1: gin, yeah. And he takes down all the evil eyes because evil eyes actually attract. Demons. I don't know. I don't Something care. Something like that. That's that was my, But that's yeah. what I
0: like. Just like nineteen twenty, where 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 Jay comes in and he's like, you know what? We
2: want to we want to track the demon. We gotta get some meat. <laughs> what well, he's, he's like? He's <laughs> like, like, all right. You've been trying. You've been doing your family ritual, whatever. It's wrong. You're actually making it worse. Let's get rid of all this shit. We'll start over from scratch.
1: Yeah. And. And go up to the mirror room. There's a room where there's just a big mirror, and actually they get a pretty fucking dope shot where Farouk is just like crisscross applesauce in front of this mirror, and you can see like a million Farouk's in the mirror.
0: Yeah, Doctor Strange. It's a heart really
1: out. cool shot. Yeah, he's we, got this little like fire in front of him. Like, he's sitting in, or in, something. In,
0: in the corner with two mirrors at an angle and it makes the illusion of like, you know, endless circle of, of mirrors. Amazing. Yeah. Various rituals ensue. And it doesn't go well. No, now, you know, I was. This movie, I was dead tired when I started watching it, and I was oh, like...
2: man, I'm so sorry for you. And, and
0: at first, I was like, this is going to be great. I'm just going like, to get deliriously tired and <laughs> settle into like the world that this movie creates. And I just, tried
2: the same thing, actually. I did yeah, fall asleep too soon.
0: Get though. totally unnerved. Uh, but the first hour of this movie is pretty damn boring.
2: That was my favorite part. Oh, really settling into this world i was like this is actually like pretty well shot like for found footage thing like i'm very interested after that it just becomes like a fucking histrionic mess for me
1: i would say there this movie was like a roller coaster for me it started really dull i didn't like the first exorcism as i mentioned then i got fairly invested in abru and farouk then there's just kind of some dumb shit. Like too often when the djinn shows up and starts doing shit, the camera's just shaking and there's loud sound effects and that's supposed to be a substitute for scariness. and It didn't work for me at all. And then interspersed in there, there's a couple scenes that are genuinely fucking unsettling, which mm-hmm. we'll probably get to momentarily. And the ending is upsetting. We'll get to that as well, but also unsatisfying. Sounds
0: like we're about ready to review it. And then we'll head to the spoiler room and talk about some of the, uh, the plot parts that really excited us or didn't but one thing that i thought was very interesting having watched two foreign exorcism movies now is the difference in approach between how american exorcism movies handle possession and the two movies we've seen which is without getting too far into spoilers on this movie in the foreign films possession demons have a earthly connection yeah it's connected to human motives and human conspiracy in our movies people get possessed and it's just happens
2: it's you, random you lived in the wrong house it you know? always involves some form of christianity and it's just like it just happens you just happen to be there's evil out there and it just randomly chooses a vessel and like anyone who believes or doesn't believe could become the victim it's right? an interesting.
0: And I don't know what that means about our cultures psychologically. If I think anything. our culture is
2: less interesting than many others, yeah. to be frank.
0: But it's like, yeah, a little girl gets possessed by a demon in an the, in the American movie. And it's like, oh, well, sucks to be you. Wrong place, wrong time. Could mm-hmm. happen to anybody. In these movies, there's a whole spirit world. And that spirit world can be accessed by people with nefarious motives.
1: I was fascinated by the visual difference in how the possession was displayed. You know, that Farouk throws a cloth over people to exercise them because the, the gins don't do well the in the lights. dark or yeah, something yeah. like that. And then, like, the person will basically vomit out the gin in physical form, and it usually looks like just a bloody, like, cut-off braid. It just looks like a big clump of hair, like, covered in blood. The meat? Sometimes there's, like, teeth in there. Yeah. It's gross. Gross stuff. And it's not something I've ever seen. I that was fascinating. Something to me.
2: gross on the inside.
1: Yeah. That was that was fascinating. Something know.
2: that is like too large to imagine like fitting through your esophagus yeah. to be able to vomit out. Yeah. Just slightly too big to for that to be physically possible, yeah. which is creepy.
1: Well, and plus no one wants to vomit up a fucking braid in the first place of hair.
2: <laughs> oh, I got one sitting down there that I've been dying to get out. <laughs> and take the eat my cat's hairball treats lately just trying to exercise this thing it's not happening Yeah, there's probably some very
0: smart point to make about you know why possessions are portrayed in more tangible physical manifestations I don't know Hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about I got coffee brain let's review this movie (laughs) Patrick you you pretty much already reviewed it would you view it cute or screw it
1: did I? kinda I don't know. I want to pass it to Steven. Screw it.
2: Wow. I I like these detours in our journey, but I've been I've been you know sort of disappointed so many times that I don't get too excited. But I happen to be in the right mood when I threw on the first half of this film and regretted that I did fall asleep during it because it was very late at night. I initially enjoyed it, particularly some of the the way it plays with found footage and makes it feel a little bit more visceral, a little bit more like you're in the room and the possession is affecting the camera and by proxy you. And that, that becomes kind of exhausting and frankly nauseating after a while. Um, I can tell you the beginning, middle and end of this movie, but the plot beats, the sort of unfolding mystery are like totally inscrutable and, Mm. and seemingly, uh, random very hard to follow so I would not recommend watching this motion picture
1: I'll review it yeah. I did not find it hard to follow actually I found the plot I mean a bit convoluted for sure but I understood what was going on I will give it a cue it it's it's interesting it's not it's by not even close to a perfect film but it's very interesting culturally uh, you know a different take on the possession film from what we're used to and I enjoyed that and you know, there's some genuinely memorable and unsettling moments in here, and I did enjoy the performances and the fact that they take some time to create characters that feel real and that were actually interesting to me, especially for a two-hour and 15-minute found footage movie, which I did, in Stephen fashion, watch in two parts. I didn't watch it all in one sitting. I watched it in two sittings. I was surprised at the level to which, It did entertain me and draw me in so I'll say cue it Chris I'm going to say screw it. Wow.
0: Um, Yeah. I I liked what this movie was trying to do. It did a lot of things, right? I think people who are especially interested in possession movies should watch it. Anyone who's interested in you know, kind of uh, getting immersed into a different culture and kind of seeing a Turkish take on a possession movie um, or a possession movie that's set in uh, against the backdrop of Islam might be interested in watching this movie. But At the end of the day, like Steven said, the the plot made sense to me, but beat by beat, it was just kind of meandering and frustrating and tedious and boring and then just the whole aesthetic of the found footage was too much for me i thought all the spooky effects were overdone and, and and obnoxious and i just it's not a good experience it has some great moments especially later on in the movie which we'll get to some very entertaining scenes some good twists all the things i said i liked but you know i think that that will give you I think what we've said will give you an honest idea of whether or not you want to watch this movie. I would not want to I'm glad I watched it. I would not want to watch it again. so screw it. All right, well, that's how we felt about it. Come on down to the spoiler room and in just a few minutes we'll be telling you uh you know all the all the juicy uh slimy hairy bloody parts of this movie. And there's many of them. Oh, yeah. So go check out the movie or come on down. See you soon. welcome back we are back in the spoiler room. am ready to spoil the shit out of Dabe and you know something that I appreciate about this I'd be interested in getting the take of a Turkish person on the exorcist or something like that because the possession films seem the rituals involved in an exorcism seem so arbitrary to the uninitiated
2: I will say um, I, I texted Patrick about this last night like the Turkish audiences love this movie. It seemed to be a high point in the series. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I
1: I saw an article, I forget what it was, in some... I don't know that it was a Turkish publication necessarily, but it was a publication that had more of a perspective on Turkish politics and issues than American publications do. And there was something special about this movie being released in the summer. Like, the director, it was a big stand for him to release this movie in the summer. He was like, in Turkey turkish movies are not released in the summer and i don't know what that means if they're if usually like american blockbusters come out in the summer but apparently this came out in the summer in turkey and hmm. it was successful and that was a big hmm. deal
0: which i mean I, I, like make. i said i see there's a there's a lot to like in this movie my problem with this movie was generally in its form and probably generally in the disconnect between me and and the the, the turkish stuff that, it, that
1: it depicts well you know what I want to talk about the toilet curse.
0: Yeah, we got to talk about the toilet Holy curse. This was the, this was the point where the movie pivoted to me, and this is where I texted Patrick and said, oh, shit, Dabe, I'm screaming. was oh, oh, uh, the moment. Uh, uh, we were talking about this. That is yeah. the moment. Uh, I was
1: wondering what was your moment, because yeah. you wouldn't tell me via text. The
0: first hour of this movie kind of put me into a stupor, and I was like, all right, what's going on here? I'm waiting for something to happen. And then this is where I started to get really excited.
1: How does it start? Like he's, Is this in the mirror room? And then he's just like, we have to go to the toilet. Do you have a toilet?
0: He said, he asked a very specific question. He's like, do you have a toilet that touches the ground and faces the East? And they're like, oh yeah, outside. And this is a thing in where, and
1: this is a thing <laughs> where you know it's funny to, to us because we're Westerners and toilets are funny in our culture. But there was something very funny about this moment where he's just like I very serious. Like, funny where's where's the toilet? I
2: wish we had Allison here, uh, Allison with an IQ, as we call her, to talk about real
1: estate in Turkey because, like, is uh. that a thing
2: you look for when you're buying a house in Turkey? Like an outdoor toilet that faces east? I but I did don't you guys know. not it find it
1: funny when he was just like oh, in the middle hilarious. of an exorcism, exorcism and it's like where's the Do you have a toilet?
2: You know what? This could have been a Hitchcock moment, though. You know, like, Psycho was the first movie to feature, like, a toilet that Mm. flushes. I wonder if, like, in Turkey, this, like, broke ground. Or broke wind. Or, you know, whatever. Insert, (laughs) like, lazy fart poop joke. But But
1: sure enough, there's a fucking toilet in the backyard. It's an outhouse. It's, like, tiled. And it's not the sort of toilet we would imagine. It's just, like, sort of a a depression, a little, like, um... What would you call that? It's a
0: depression. It's a little bowl sort of thing. kind of like in the ground ground that
1: one would squat over. Basin. And Farouk goes out there and just starts hammering away at it with like a pickaxe or a sledgehammer or something. And he starts... Cue
0: one of the most memorable scenes from any movie on Netflix that we've seen so far.
1: And from underneath the ruins of this toilet starts pulling out meat. Intestine and
0: and and when he starts pulling out meat, everyone else starts like batshit wailing. Their they shit. are horrified. I
1: mean, rightfully so. They they are are I would probably lose my too. Yeah. And
0: again, maybe this makes more sense if you're in Turkey. Maybe this is actually something you're familiar with, a superstition you're familiar with. But but they're just losing their fucking minds. And it goes on
1: at length. He pulls out so it goes much. On at fucking length. he
0: pulls out entrails.
1: everything. Everything. He <laughs> gets, pulls out. It gets more ridiculous as it goes along he pulls out a either cow or horse's head a i'm not sure what that's one of the and last things he pulls skinned. out it's like just it's like... glistening cow flesh with like the eyeballs poking out it's like the horse's head in godfather except it's even more gruesome it's horrifying it's... and so memorable it's like the fucking horror equivalent of mary poppins's carpet yes. bag yes that's exactly he just right. keeps pulling out more fucking gruesome shit
0: it wasn't horrifying to me at all it was just sensational and he's just going back reaching in pulling it, and everyone's freaking the fuck out And you're like oh that's a bad omen then he just goes back and he gets more stuff and then he goes back and he gets more stuff we should just we should just rip this scene and put it on our face can we talk about something. like famous horror toilets it is
1: moment? no i would go so far as to call this scene <laughs> operatic operatic
0: this is an operatic scene. And it, He's got everything. He's got entrails. He's got like clumps of hair. He's got like dead rats. He's got a goddamn are there skin, dead rats? Skinned the horse's head. He's got voodoo dolls. <laughs> he falls out of the fucking toilet. Holy! He's fuck. got like dolls. It, fucking! He might as well pull out a rocking horse. The
1: way this was going, and life. everyone is just. I mean, this is the this is the outstanding <laughs> it's like the thing to me. Twelve Days of Christmas is the women are all standing around just screaming and losing their shit, and none of them like leave. None of them are just like, fuck this shit, <laughs> no. I'm out of here. They all just, just hang around. They're like, what is he screaming. going to pull out constant next? Screaming. And the screaming gets elevated even more. In my mind, this scene goes on for like, 10 minutes.
0: It's like, it's like, and it's amazing. I never got bored. Like Oprah's audience when she's like, (laughs) We're sending you all home with a book. And everyone just starts screaming, Oh, and a ticket on this flight.
1: Oh, and everyone starts screaming, And a car. (laughs) We're sending you home with a bloody chicken breast. And you home with some intestines. And you home with a skin horse's head. Oh
0: my God. Everyone's screaming. And Farouk, of course, as he is this entire movie, is stoic dead serious this is the most serious moment of farooq's life just yes.
2: pulling all this shit out from underneath some toilet in the back no it's not shit like eh, i wish it were shit it would be less horrifying nah.
1: probably it, what a scene one of the best scenes we've seen in this journey
0: and so now i'm like okay we're going in. i'm ready to see some
1: more crazy shit yeah steven you wanted to talk about toilets
0: yeah, you don't seem very excited about this scene.
1: He wants to talk We're about other toilets. Why
0: do you want to talk about other toilets when we've seen the best toilet in film history?
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's the best. Well,
2: well first, I, of, I, first of all, I, how did you feel about five. this scene? Oh, it was fucking wild. <laughs> like, I've never seen it like it. I don't know. it just like it made me think of like other like my relate my like kind of terrifying relationship with toilets. <laughs> okay <laughs> do tell <laughs> what so i might have brought this up the show before but when i was a kid and my family used to watch the x-files on oh, yeah. friday nights oh um, i know what you're about to say and like i the it was the only time where we would turn all the lights off in the house oh yeah Ooh. and i was terrified to go to the bathroom during the commercial breaks alone but i did it you know i was like i'm not i'm not asking for help i'm gonna was it because of the dark,
0: or you were afraid of an X Files monster coming up the drain? Well,
2: both. It was the dark, and then it was like the fumbling for the light switch like and like shut the door. And then I thought like E T was either going to come out <laughs> from the, the basin of the toilet or from the vent next to the toilet oh, every fucking all. time. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of E T. There are
0: there are more there are more than two X Files monsters that get you on the toilet.
1: Well, well, but they're specifically the one who lives in the outhouse outside, which I will never forget. The glowing yeah. eyes looking up from the bottom of the outhouse. Yeah. What creature is that? That's, that's the fluke man. That's the fluke man.
0: That's the fluke man. He he escapes into a porta potty. Really? And then the the uh, Eugene tombs comes up the toilet oh. uh, once. And then there's the in the seventh season, I think, Aguamala. There's the water monster. Mm. You can get
1: you. Mm. Yeah, all kinds of shit yeah. birds on you the X Files. You got X
2: Files question. I'm your man. Well, it made me think of. Uh, I don't know if it's Ghoulies or Ghoulies Two, but I remember the box art when I was a kid, and it's like these like you know kind of ghoulish looking sort of gremlins, sort of rip off creatures, uh, and and they're coming out of a toilet, and the tagline is they'll get you in the end. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Toilet humor is just not my bag. It's not my bag, but as a kid it wasn't humor. It was like, well, they're gonna That's a fucking threat. get me yeah. in the end, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then the third thing I thought about in this scene is I used to be a big Ghostbusters fan as a kid, and I had all the toys and I had, like, the Ghostbusters like fire station thing, and there was this toy that you could get that was like a demonic toilet that you could place in there. And it had like a face. It was It was sort of like like if Cherry from Pee Wee's Playhouse mm-hmm. was evil and also a toilet, that's what it was. <laughs> Damn, essentially, like like Egon, Egon in the end.
0: Speaking you know? of things that are vaguely threatening, that that would terrify me if I were still a child, I saw something at the fair because I, t- you know, like I said, I was at the county fair. Uh, there's a tree. Brag there was a tree on a fair uh, there, or there's a sign on a tree weird
1: flex bro yeah.
0: <laughs> I, there was this tree and the tree had a sign attached to it and the sign said please do not peel my bark off my bark is important to me like your skin is to you
2: oh, no. it was like you sound like tree beard for a moment and then, <laughs> then oh. the tables are turned horror,
0: horror. anyway so yeah and and all this to to produce a scroll at the end of this toilet yes. scene yes. and the scroll um establishes a, a wealth of exposition
1: a conspiracy
0: a conspiracy they're like oh wow um this
1: she's not merely possessed by a djinn, but someone has created this scroll to possess her possess her on her what is it 23rd, 23rd birthday 23rd birthday
0: now talk about some fucking patience cuz yeah. someone put a curse on this family where the father of Kubra was killed he was cursed and that was killed by the curse essentially mm-hmm. and Kubra was born cursed but the curse doesn't set in until she turns 23 so patient ass curse person drafted this memo.
1: Speaking of X-Files, can you imagine an X-Files cold open that just involves the toilet meat scene? And then you roll out the scroll at the end and then <laughs>
0: I can make that happen. We can, we, yeah, we're going to, we I'm going to rip it and put that on <laughs> and put it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Where
1: does it fucking go from there?
0: So, um, then we start teasing out some of the more interesting ideas in this movie where uh, our man Farouk sits down with our protagonist. What's her name?
1: Ebru.
2: Ebru. Ebru.
0: And he explains how he interprets the Dabe. Now, we all all looked up the Dabe.
1: This is the main spoiler of the movie. What the fuck is Dabe?
0: Well, the Dabe in general is an
1: apocalyptic demon. In the Quran.
0: Yes, or uh, in some sort of... Is it in the Quran, are we sure? It is in the Quran, for sure.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it is. According to Wikipedia. Okay. So, we might fuck ourselves there, but it's fine.
1: And according to this film, it's this sort of web described in the Quran that's going to sort of envelop the world as one of the signs of the apocalypse. And according to Farouk, his interpretation of it is, that's the internet.
0: Yes, it's going to surround the world with a web, and it's going to enter every home. Yeah. And Farouk is like, doesn't that sound like the internet to you? Yeah. The World Wide Web. And then there's the scene where Abra is like, w, de- in in in, in, English, in English, basically, you know, she says,
2: WWW, w, w, World Wide Web. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> oh my God. I definitely wish I weren't tuned out for this scene because that is fucking bananas. Oh, no,
0: this is great. I can't believe you're tuned out. Let me explain the genius of this. The premise of this movie. The, the, I was
1: not tuned out, but I'm looking forward to you can explaining you explain the, genius, the of
0: genius of it. Explain the genius of it. So the genius says, oh. Farouk is concerned because he's like the most dangerous curses in history. Are on the dark web. Not on the dark web, <laughs> but just online. Anyone can just find these curses and how to perform them.
2: Oh, I like this actually.
0: And that's kind of the premise of this movie. And it kind of oh, is the key to everything that happens afterwards. Okay. So basically yeah, Farouk is the old school magic man and he is upset that basically any random person with a grudge can cast a extremely
2: powerful dangerous well, as curse as they should be able gin. to right oh you uh you believe i'm all open source here yeah you, you <laughs> open source you curses to, you want to take back
0: the gin from the bourgeoisie yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wants to reclaim the means of production
0: <laughs> so yeah i thought that was a fascinating idea and you know it's it's i would dare say that makes this film elevated horror
2: the we're the <laughs> that I'm the internet is the villain. The I don't
1: know. I feel like that concept is not... I uh, Okay, so I guess they got the curse from online. I, I just feel like that concept is not played out enough, especially to call this movie fucking Dabe. But of course, it's part of a larger yeah. franchise and I, uh, presumably the earlier... Installments had more to do with that concept. I wonder... I think it's more of an, an anthology sort of thing, though. I'm curious it's if like the... It's like a brand. It's well, like yeah, my, it my it anthology is. idea, dark memes. But I'm curious if the it's earlier like the same thing. installments <laughs> played out that theme more, and if they specifically played out that theme in the sense of the internet being the Dabe.
2: Yeah, so the definition that I read on uh, the venerable internet resource Wikipedia... Um, the venerable... <laughs> venerable resource of reliable information. We gotta explain
0: that because you explained that to me after the show last time. But our listeners don't know what the fuck you're
2: referencing. Oh, when, when John Travolta said Adele Dazeem instead <laughs> yeah, of Idina this is, Menzel. This
0: is all a reference to John Travolta's introduction of Adina Menzel at the, the Oscars.
1: talented Adele, Adele Dazeem. <laughs> which, so now we turn everything which into
2: Which came that. up, as I texted Patrick last night, it came up in an episode of the most recent season of The, of the Good Place. Bless. I was watching last night. Wow,
0: well, a hilarious moment in film history.
2: Um. Anyway, the definition I saw was the beast of the world. And it was like, when the beast is... Uh, when the beast appears it's the sign of the last day. But yeah. I didn't read enough to clarify like what the beast is. I guess the beast could be something like like a utility like the Yeah, Internet. well
0: we have that, you know, in in Christianity and stuff too, you know, the, the mark yeah, of, of the beast, all yeah. that stuff. And I am always fascinated when people kind of retrofit uh, you know, biblical prophecies or any sort of thing like that with the modern world like Is that retrofitting or future fitting? Ah... Uh, <laughs> uh, Example, The barcode. You know, like in the 80s and 90s, people were saying that the barcode was the mark of the beast. What? And then people started saying... Like just
1: barcodes in general? Yeah.
0: And then people started saying that the Facebook like button, the like symbol is the mark of the beast. What?
1: How am I so out of the loop on the discussion about the mark of the beast? And
0: I think that's fascinating.
1: Where do I get in on this? Reddit.
0: And in general, I'm fascinated by the combination. As a genre trope, the combination of like of ancient mysticism and modern technology. I think that's fascinating. Like I, I like a movie where scientists are doing something cutting edge and they, you know, end up communicating with the spirit world or something like that. It was like the, the, the idea I had for an episode of dark memes where everyone's arguing over whether they hear yanny or laurel in the in the oh god i forgot about Uh, that and and turns out it's a government experiment to find out whose brains are wired to what frequencies and they're actually like trying to get people to listen to these recordings that came from a crack deep in the earth and what they believe is hell and they're trying to tap into fucking hell
2: demon energy or some shit dude just like invoking (sighs) that debate makes me feel like i'm in hell yeah Yeah. well you are (laughs)
1: but I mean at some point he like supposedly actually exercises the demon from
0: he, think, he thinks he kills
1: her yeah
0: and then I forget the demon's name I want to say it was sorry like Sade sorry
1: <laughs> oh dude I wish we can we queue up some Sade I love Sade yeah let's just
0: listen to some Sade right now
1: demon's name is Sare S-A-R-E
0: oh sorry hey, sorry, sorry so uh yeah, he kills her, or so he thinks. Yeah. She comes back, and that's the kind of thing where I got, I got a little confused and, and, and lost. It doesn't really matter. What does matter is they soon go, they're like, oh, you want to find out what's going on? You got to go out to this town where the djinn killed everybody. Kibla billet. Oh, wow. Look at you. Johnny on the spot with that. How do you? How,
1: how Ginny, the fuck? Ginny on the spot.
0: This man, this man doesn't even have any notes. He's just dropping that shit. He's got a mind like a fucking razor. Hey, you know what? Steel trap.
1: My secret? I fucking pay attention. Oh. Oh, You might want to try it sometime.
0: So they go out there, where the only inhabitant of the entire fucking town is the lonely shepherd that we saw. Earlier we saw in the film. earlier in the film, so it all comes the back. Teleporting shepherd, and and he gives our heroes the real deal. He's the exposition guy who shows up a half hour from the end of all these horror movies, and it's like, here's what you're actually dealing with. Revelations unfold. Turns out our scientist protagonist, Ibru her dad was involved with Kubra's father and the two of them made a deal with some gin to find some treasure because there's some gin who are specializing treasure recovery (laughs) and basically I
2: think they you know
1: you got your treasure recovery gins you got your bail bonds (laughs) gins you got your
2: your toilet cleaning gins (laughs) (laughs) you you got everything and then
0: uh, so this whole scene plays out and you know sets up sets up the whole batch. long story short like I think uh, what they cursed the town Basically. Because they gave yeah. they gave tainted money to all the villagers and well, all see, the here's, babies it, had birth defects. Well
1: here, terrifying here, birth defects. Terrifying. Here's, here's what they did. The the two the two men, the father's uncle, whatever the fuck, worked with the gins to get treasure and then fucked the gins over. Mm. They tried to bury the djinn after they alive took advantage, yeah, yeah, after they took advantage of the djinn to get treasure.
2: Well, actually, they killed the or they thought they killed the djinn. Yeah, that being a whole other spoiler, which we don't really need life. to
1: talk about. because I
2: want to see a gin in this movie, by the way. The whole time, I was like, show me a fucking gin. I don't want to see a oh, yeah. gin like, in a person. You see
1: shadows and stuff. Well, that's yeah. the point.
0: You know, it's, they're demons. Who knows? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't want to see one. It would just be a shitty CGI <laughs> thing.
0: You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we like we're skipping over, like, the fucking freaky possessed horse, which was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> no, that actually freaked me out a little well, bit. What? I already
0: forgot the horse. High entertainment. Like, they added the same, like, after, like post-effect, like, blur motion to, like, like a, a horse. horse. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. Now you're cooking with gas. <laughs> um, and but then this, this shepherd like after he drops all this truth he's like oh and by the way my wife is a djinn <laughs> and people
1: are like what oh right yeah you can't see her but she's here <laughs>
0: yeah this guy's just married to a jinn and cue this like gratuitous scene where like all of a sudden the house gets haunted and they're like trying to apologize to the wife jinn and he's like she doesn't want you here anymore leave
1: it is wild <laughs> amazing
2: and it's intercut it's a weird fucking
1: movie I think at this point it is now intercut with at home uh ibru has sort of inexplicably been left at home like she and Farouk have this close bond at this point in the movie she is recognized no, it's, not
0: inter- it's not intercut there no? no they make it they leave together and that's when their car is covered with bloody hands and everything like that oh right um, they, they part ways because they return to the house and then uh, our hero Farouk digs up the the djinn because he wants to give her a proper burial so he like digs up basically what's well, basically an urn,
1: oh yeah, holding a
0: spirit, and he, he he tries to give her a proper burial in like the cave where all the gin hang out,
1: which is which is the way to like properly sort of yeah, uh placate the spirit and and sort of close this yeah. loop.
0: Yeah, then he finds uh, then he go, returns home, and uh, the mother of Kubra comes in the room hysterical and says oh you have to go to the the back to the shepherd's house he just called it's an emergency and Ebru has other business because kubra's freaking out i don't know they yeah because we think
1: it's over like Ebru and um faruk have this moment where she's like you know you are right they kind of almost they're about to embrace i think and then the mom like bursts into the room yeah. and is like The shepherd just called. You gotta go.
0: Farouk goes back to the shepherd's house, and the Shepherd's like, covered in blood, pounding on the door, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You gotta be with Ebru. And he's like, well, didn't you call me? He's like,
1: no, I didn't fucking call you. Well, it's sort of inexplicable at this point why Ebru wouldn't just go with him, because they have such a close bond.
0: Again, this is where the beat-by-beat gets real convoluted for me. I can't keep track of how all these reveals come out, but the important thing is that Kubra's whole family is basically in a conspiracy to transfer the, the djinn to Ebru.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, like they beat the shit out of her while Farouk is yeah. gone.
0: Yeah, and Farouk realizes that the Jinn he thought was dead and giving a proper burial was actually still alive, buried alive, and that he just buried a living jinn or something, which is like a thing you absolutely don't want to do because it intensifies the curse. There's a scene where he's like burying a dead jinn good burying a living gin intensifies the curse (laughs) (laughs) oh no and so then they return and they just get jumped by by, um, Kubra's family Farouk gets thrown down a fucking well. And, oh, that's horrifying. And pelted with boulders in another very memorable scene.
1: Uh, and that's actually a good use of the shitty, like, found footage camera. Yeah. The camera is at the bottom of the well with him looking up these tiny very figures of the mom and her daughter above, like, just dropping rocks, and you see them hitting his face. And, you know, of course, it's it's staged the rocks are not anything dangerous they're probably fucking styrofoam it feels real but it feels very uh, it feels real, incredibly like, real. Like, oh this is i mean they
0: actually put him down awful. a fucking well
1: yeah you know oh yeah he's that. he's yeah he's down a well in real life he's yeah. down a, fucking a deep well. well
0: deep well deep horrifying yeah. who the fuck would want to get down well? and yeah i can just like see him i'm like that's how you find bones in the bottom of a well that's what happens
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, by and shooting the, a found footage horror movie and Fuck then, with the and wrong then Ebru gets
0: buried alive and they're like yep basically you're fucked and the djinn's gonna take you because better you than our daughter and
1: which is also a horrifying scene and god damn it all the cameras in this movie like she puts on a hidden camera there's right. at
2: least it's, 13 cameras in this
1: movie it's, yeah we should call Neville and ask him about this there's a hidden camera in Ebru's bra so there's like a shot looking up out of the grave that her mother no not her mother Kubra's mother yeah, has dug for mat. her. Um, and at some point she also pulls out her phone to like shoot the inside of her coffin when she's buried alive. That was some harrowing Being shit. Being buried you guys. alive
0: used to be my like biggest fear as a child. And again, something I read in the very scary almanac.
1: I feel like this movie reawakened my fear of being buried alive because that is a protract a prolonged scene of yeah. her in that coffin just screaming, hyperventilating, fucking trying snake to film. Just snapping it at goes it. There's a on, snake that yeah, shows up. That was
2: the worst part of it for me is like being trapped in that space with a fucking like rattlesnake, or whatever the hell. Oh, it is. a big ass. I like snakes. I, don't know what so that that was, I like that snakes, but I mean me. the fact that she's holding his neck and it's like very seemingly realistically like like snapping at her yeah, great sound effects yeah. like oh god uh, this it's not
0: cuddled. the scene goes on so long that you think she's gonna get out. get out it's not gonna be the end of the movie but that's the end of the movie
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: there's a big snake in there and then and there's, there's an then, epilogue where it turns out it's a true story then there's a title card where it's like Oh, Farouk got out. It's Some like really-
1: American graffiti, it like explains what happens to everyone at the yeah, end. But movie. the
0: most perplexing part of it is after we just see one of the most memorable murders of a character I've ever seen in film when Farouk's at the bottom of the well. The telecar comes out. That's one of the out. most
1: memorable murders you've ever seen.
0: Yes. And then maybe cuz I just watched it today, but it stands- I mean we didn't see him die. We saw him get pelted with huge Enough rocks. And not that he
2: should have died, but and, he was and still conscious. I was like, oh, he's going
0: to be buried alive at the bottom of this well. Or, and he, I mean, he's dead. I mean, it, it, don't split hairs with me on this. I no, think, he should
2: have died. Those boulders were huge.
0: Yeah, they were like four he, times A reasonable, reasonable of his person head. would watch this scene and be like, wow.
1: for His just head got died. fucking crushed.
0: Yeah. You see a rock land square on his head. I'm like, oh. Turns out. Wow. Turns out the first thing you see after the end of the movie is a title card that's like, oh, eh, well, in case you were wondering, Farouk got found by villagers and he's he's fine. So, maybe sequel set up. I don't know.
1: Well, we know there are sequels. I don't think they deal with these characters anymore. No, though. I think it's I, an anthology. I, I want to see
0: Farouk v. J. Dawn of Mantras.
1: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, I, I want to back up for the briefest second to just mention I really liked... The the shot where you see the bloody handprints cover the windshield. Oh, of that the was car cool yeah. from inside.
2: Yeah, it's like a stop motion effect.
1: Yeah, or and yeah, great practical. It becomes effect.
2: completely covered in blood to the point that it's opaque.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then later, cool. when they're coming back to the car, there are sort of bloody handprints leading up to it, and Abruh has like a full blown freak. There are out. a
2: couple of cool effects, or like there are a couple of cool like directorial choices in this film.
1: I mean, listen, they're, guys few and far between screw it if you must but this is still I think you would have to agree a cut above the vast majority of found footage oh
0: absolutely yeah
2: but (laughs) screw them all
1: there's a lot going on here there there are a few good
0: ones I, I could praise this movie all day that's what I'm mostly interested in doing lots of fun ideas and you know it's kind of a you know it's kind of like a kitchen sink kind of thing there's so many different like oh yeah yeah there's bloody handprints all over the car why not yeah there's a creepy tree with intestines hanging off the branches and like a crazy like rune made out of rocks at the base of the tree like that's all great stuff and that's stuff that you don't really see often and that's creepy not a great story the story I thought was fine too I mean the story has (laughs) twists and turns
1: We also didn't mention that there's like the number seven one seven five, which ends up oh. meaning oh, something you know, about like, like a whole like cult to do with like the resurrection of Christ. Yes. That yeah, that was a mind blow. That was very interesting. wild. Yeah, and
0: I mean, this is the first movie I've seen. That in- like
1: seven one seven five means vivo, which means Christ is alive. This is the
2: first. This is the
1: first movie. And that's I've a very seen.
2: brief segment of the film too. Like it just comes and goes. You're like, wait,
1: what? And it's supposed there to be are people like who
2: believe Christ is alive and never
1: what? And it's kind of like supposed to be a pivotal detail of the film.
2: I didn't even think it was supposed you to be cut. That it was almost like they build it up, but like
1: yeah, and there's then so they many, just drop it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's so right. many re. Recurring appearances of the number seven one seven five, and finally so the point revealed they go on like that, a
2: special quest to figure out yeah. like who put these numbers here, and, and
1: and finally it's revealed to be a code for the word "vivo," which means that Christ is alive. Uh, that was I thought. The, my, I thought fucking albino
2: spinning. assassin was about to show up. Yes, that was some. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit. shit in here. I mean, does it all add up? I would say no. It's it's kind of a mess of a of a film, but with some really interesting, bold, creative choices throughout.
0: No doubt about that my my critique of this my, my criticism of this movie is almost entirely based on the uh, method rather
2: than what this movie attempted to do or what was on the page it could have used another draft of the screenplay a little bit of refinement and yeah it shouldn't have been a found footage movie. I guess the idea with it being a found footage movie is like, Oh, like there've been all these weird like birth defects in this town. And we found this video that seems to make sense of it that came from like this year. Yeah. (laughs) And it was found in a, I'm like, like, I mean, you know, like, I don't even want to get into it because the answers aren't
0: there. This is going to be a great film. I, I can't wait for James Wan to convert to Islam and spend a hundred million dollars remaking this. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right,
1: whatever you say. I'm, 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 I'd be curious to see that. <laughs> well, I, I feel like we're kind of nearing the end of of the journey with Dope here, right?
0: Yeah, do you have anything else to. you want to. You want to dab about
1: it? I, I, I have. I've one, gobbed and I've daubed enough. <laughs> I have one thing to say. Not two. Okay. I have one thing to say because I realized that I forgot one. When, when we were talking about reactions to the perfection from social media oh earlier this episode, God. I can't
0: go back to the perfection.
1: I've got one more. For I you.
0: fucking closed the book on that.
1: Just wait. Just oh, God. Wait. This is from this is from instagram i'm not going to identify the user she may not want to be identified but she says this is for you chris she says i feel chris's mud story on a deep level Oh. oh a deep level all right very deep deep in the in the intestines perhaps
2: where we're I keep, talking where di- I, where diaphragm where I, level.
0: That's that's where I keep all the rancid, hairy, bloody meat chunks and the voodoo dolls and the horse head.
1: <laughs> I just I just wanted you to know that someone you know relates to your right. uh, your harrowing episode. All there. right. So what are we watching next week, Chris?
0: Well, we got some big news for all our listeners. Gasp! We're ending the show. No, <laughs> we're not ending the show, but we do have big news. Uh, the format we're going to try something new. The alphabetical order journey has been a ton of fun, but in the interest of you know maybe having some more interesting and lively discussions, we are going to start rotating around. And each week, one of us is just going to pick the next movie, just like we do at the Wheel of Death. But there's not going to be a wheel; we're just going to take turns. It's all Wheel of Death all the time. All, we, all, but no wheel, and it's always going to land on us one third of the time, which is an improvement. So no it's
1: gonna, it's gonna go. Chris is going to pick a movie, Patrick's going to pick a movie, Steve's going to pick a movie. And then every fourth episode we're going to pick a totally fucking random movie. We're going to
2: use the no, wheel. No, we're deck. not going to the wheel. The, is wheel, of the wheel is coming the back. Wheel is now, the wheel, of the wheel
1: is now the wheel is now a co-host. We're not rid of it. It's staying around. I wonder it continues what continues to, to, to troll Dude, us. I
0: didn't build that fucking wheel to only use it on a handful of episodes, yeah, right? Yeah. We got to sp- get our use out of that spent wheel. Spent too much time in fucking Home Depot to just abolish the wheel. So the wheel's coming back. So that's the gist of it. If you're a long-time listener, this is going to be something new. Maybe it'll be a great idea. I think it's going to be great. Uh, If not, uh, too bad. We're we're probably (laughs) going to stick to this. We're never
1: changing. Um, And Chris is going to pick the first movie. Yeah. And and, and Stephen and I are literally on the edge of our seats wondering what chris is going to pick cuz he he was looking at netflix earlier today and he did his chris cackle at one point he was just laughing his ass off and i don't know if that's the movie he's about to no, announce
0: no that's not the movie i'm about to announce i no? was i was laughing my ass off cuz there's a movie i'm not going to pick oh that's called la da land Oh. L-A-D-D-A Land, and it's, it's a foreign film with, like, a demon on the, on the thumbnail image, oh. and I laugh every time I see it because it reminds me of La La
1: Land. A <laughs> film you love.
0: I, a, a film I love. I always joke about Ryan Gosling. And film. And film. Ryan and film. Gosling and Emma Stone in La La Land. <laughs>
1: so what are you picking?
0: We don't want to jar our listeners too much. So for my first pick in our new format, I'm going to stick uh, to the Ds because we're in the D's for Dabe. Of Dabe's, oh hope. shit,
1: is he going to just pick the next Dabe movie? Am I just
0: going to be a dick and pick Dabe 5? I want to, but no. We are going to watch a film called Dead Awake.
1: Oh, tell me about Dead it. Awake. And What's the, the description? Reason,
0: I'm not going to read the description because I don't want to know. Um actually no. Actually, I, I have read this description before.
1: What appealed to you about it? Tell us that.
0: The, why the, did
1: why did you decide to pick it?
0: The movie is described as, while investigating the death of her twin sister in her sleep, a social worker unwittingly opens the door to an evil supernatural entity. And the reason it caught my attention...
1: Is it Mr. Bedevil?
0: No. The reason it caught my attention is because it stars Jocelyn Donahue, who we know from The House of the Devil which is one of my favorite uh, recent horror movies. Is she movies. the star of House she of is the, the stu- okay. She is the star of House of the Devil, okay. and she's the star of this movie. Oh. And so I saw her face on the thumbnail, and I was like, that looks like House of the Devil. And uh, I'm sure this movie's gonna be nothing like House of the Devil, but, you know,
1: Dead, 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 to find out.
0: Dead Awake is a good title. Oh, so, yeah. And it's in the Ds. so I'm excited. Yeah. All right. That's what we're doing next time.
1: All right. Well.
0: Hope it's great. If not, you can blame me.
2: I hope it keeps me <laughs> awake enough to watch it in one sitting. Hope it it keeps you dead awake. I I could
0: use... I need to be dead. I feel like I'm dead awake right now. I need to drink some more of this coffee, and hopefully I don't crash my car driving home Mm -hmm. and have to get lost in a fucking farm country and meet a shepherd who's fucking married to a jinn who (laughs) fucking tells me uh, to go dig up an urn from under a fucking tree with a bunch of fucking intestines hanging off of it and a bunch of rocks that spell out jesus is actually still alive on a fucking book
1: holy fuck you have had too much coffee oh let me let me take this moment to encourage everyone to follow us on social media you know what we loved hearing from you guys about the Perfection. If you watched fucking Dabe, tell us about it. Yeah. Did anybody watch Dabe? Did you watch the other Dobbies? Did you see... know, yeah, have you seen any Dabe? This, have you have seen you the seen previous Dobby films? in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? Tell us what you thought Listen, about him. do you
2: own an action
0: figure of Dabe? <laughs> these, these guys can play good cop. I'm going to play bad cop. Anyone out there who knows fucking anything about Dabe?
1: You mean Dabe. You have to pronounce that real carefully now. Dabe,
0: you tell us what you fucking know. You tell us what you fucking know, or I'm going to send you up the river. (laughs) I'm going to send you down to the well. We're it. We're going to send you down to the well and drop rocks on your head. (laughs) But then a villager will find you and you're going to be okay.
1: (laughs) We're it. AmonCast on all the socials, I think, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, you control us,
1: and that's and that's yeah. and that's where you go if you want to run the risk of having rocks dropped on your head down a well.
0: No, really, and unless we get like copyright complaint, I am gonna rip uh, the scene where he's taking the chunks of meat out of the toilet, and we're gonna put that online because Uh-oh. everyone needs to see it.
1: Oh, I it's, thought oh, it's wild. With the X Files
2: theme at the end, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> <The> not. outdoor <laughs> east facing toilet. <sighs> I
0: don't want to make fun of the outdoor east facing toilet too much because I don't know what the cultural implications of that are. It seems like it's. I'm making thing. fun of him just like it, that's a novelty. It's a novelty, I, and it reminded me of this. I would love one myself. It reminded me of the scene in 1920 where he's like, "Oh, do you have?" A hill where you can't see the moon, and the guy's like, "Oh yes, no moon hill." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. what is that
1: from? 1920, oh, 1920. London. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. With J- with with Jay. With Jay. Ah! All
2: right, this has been the most like extended outro ever yeah, for the I, show. I, I don't want to leave.
1: We're, I do. We're never leaving the spoiler room. I All don't right. want to
2: get buried alive down here.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, rocks are actively dropping snake. on us in the spoiler room right, right now. We so are, it's probably time to stop. We
0: are done. I'm going to try to conjure some gin tonight uh, yeah, in no. more ways than one. I'm going, to, I'm going to have a gin tonic, and I'm going to sit down in front of the mirror, and I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to look up some curses online.
1: I've got some meat in the fridge. I got a horse's head. We can do this. I've got
0: some meat in the fridge. Okay, that doesn't work. Sorry.
1: Horses in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, check us out next time
1: for a whole new Amon.
0: For a whole new Amon. All new, all new format change. All new, this is going to be like when the X-Files moved to Los Angeles. This is going to be like
1: um new Coke. Let's hope it's not like anti-birth huh that does not fit into the the metaphor stream right now. I, i'm trying to wait, think wait, about, i'm that, doing my own thing
2: no i'm saying let's hope it's not like anti-birth i don't want to have the devil's baby we're having it's a uh, new show new
1: year new baby Uh, uh, uh yeah, yeah new yeah, show yeah. new me yeah new show new memes new memes all right well see you next week for every
0: horror movie on netflix as always this has been chris
1: this has been patrick
2: and Steven. Bye-bye. See you later.
1: Bye.